Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. I do want to welcome those of you that are watching online or listening on our podcast sometime during the week. Hope, Kevin, would you put your hands together and welcome the online viewers and listeners? I say it every week, and I'll say it again. If you're ever in the Charlotte area, I want to encourage you to stop on by here, and we'll make you feel right at home, won't we, Hope Covenant? Yeah. Let's do this. Let's, uh, I want to have you stand one more time just because I want to make you exercise this morning. You're, y'all are going to eat when you leave here, so you need this. <laughs> Let's just stand to our feet, and I want to just pray a prayer over every person here. Um, Listen, it's not just another day. It's not just another Easter. It's not just a—this is not a ceremony. This is a celebration this morning, and uh, I want to go ahead and welcome Holy Spirit because we are a Holy Spirit-inspired church, and my prayer is that you would leave here having encountered the Lord and leave not having heard my voice as a pastor, but really, literally, as we look to Scripture, hearing God's—this is going to be a good message because it's scriptural. It's based out of Scripture, and the Word of God is good. Amen? Amen. So, Father, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We ask you to speak to us. We want to leave change. We, want, we don't want to leave the same. I thank you, Lord, that you would fill the atmosphere with hope, yes. that you would fill the atmosphere with your spirit, which you are hope. Yes. And, Lord, we thank you for the hope that we have in you. We, we celebrate your goodness and, and the sacrifice that you made, sending your only son. It's, a, it's almost unfathomable in our minds. It is unfathomable. Father, we just thank you for your goodness and your grace, your mercy and compassion on us, that you loved us, Father, that you saw us, that you were thinking of me on that tree. It's overwhelming. Jesus, we thank you in Jesus' name. If you believe that, shout amen. Amen. You could be seated. Today's message is called The Miracle. And... We are going to reflect on the goodness of God, but I want this to be applicable to every person here. In your life, no matter where you're at, I want to encourage you that God has not overlooked you and he sees you in every circumstance and every situation. And the Saturday before the resurrection of Jesus, it really wasn't an exciting day in the natural. Uh, Unaware and unsure of what was to come, it was a very scary moment. And I want to look at this parallel because I believe that many of you that are here this morning looking all fancy and all fine and all good, kind of like Instagram photos, many times they look perfect on the outside, but how many of you know it looks different in real life? Some of you are celebrating Sunday in a Saturday moment right now. All is quiet. We don't really know what's going on. We're seeking some, many of you are seeking God for direction seeking God for provision, like, Lord, where are you? What, what's going on? I, I'm unsure. How many of you know that when times are good, God's good? When times are bad and unsure, God is still good. But in that Saturday moment, we can tend to forget about the goodness of God. When there's silence in a relationship, I know friends of ours that when we don't hear for a while, it just, just, it can get a little funky. It's like, Hey, are y'all doing all right? Is, is everything okay? And it's, I feel like the Saturday moment is like, God, where are you? You know, the, there's a, 
There's a song, you're never going to let me down, and I believe that God never lets us down. Yeah, in my will, though, how many of you know I've been let down before in my will? Really, at the intersection of the cross, you have a, a piece of wood that goes like this and then a piece of wood that goes like this. Well, let's say one represents my will and then one represents his will. And at the intersection of the cross, one of those wills has to die. Oh, man. Excuse me. One of those wills has to die. Life living submitted to Jesus is really your kingdom come, your will be done above all else. And that's where the miracle takes place. Look at the person next to you say, your miracle's here this morning. So Saturday wasn't what you would call a security blanket moment. Saturday was a dark day of what looked like a moment of defeat. And I want to say this to some of you that you feel like you're in a moment of defeat. You feel like you've gone backwards. I've said this many times to this church, though, that many times when you feel like you're going backwards, if you take a rubber band and pull it back, it's really there to catapult you forward. And I want to fill you with faith this morning to know that no matter what the optics of whatever situation you're challenged with, whatever health situation, whatever financial situation, some of you have kids that are walking with the Lord and you're worried about it and it feels like it's going, they're just working on their testimony, amen? That's what's going on here. Some of you have been working on your testimony. You've done a good job. Congratulate everybody on, your, on building your testimony. But I want to encourage you, and not with a false hope, but the hope that we have in Jesus. This is real. This is real. Some of you might be feeling like you're in that Saturday moment, but I believe that Sunday morning, we're, we're here. We're here. This is Sunday. God isn't, there's, a, there's an amazing work that was happening behind the scenes on Saturday. And I want to look at Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 6. And I, I want to say this over you while you're not sure of what's going on. And then we'll give the parallel to scripture. Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all. Everybody say all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, all everything submit to him and he will make your path straight. In other words, when I don't know what to do, I can trust in the Lord and he's going to make the crooked path straight. Mm -hmm. Many of you, maybe you've prayed that prayer before, not knowing where that came from. That's where that comes from right there. He makes crooked paths straight. In the Saturday moment when they were unsure of what was going on, there was literally Jesus taking the keys back. And that was an amazing miracle that took place. But it was silent and we weren't sure. Well, listen, when you don't know what's going on, I believe God's going. He's working on your behalf in the background. He's doing things. I know it. Yes. And I want to encourage you that no matter what you see right now, God's doing a miracle in the background. Yes. Isaiah 40, verse 31, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. That's the new living. Let me read it out of the NIV. But those who hope, notice first time it said trust, those who hope, those who hope in the Lord, they will have renewed strength and they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. There's something about the waiting period in the Saturday moment that when you wait on the Lord, there is a renewal of your strength that happens when you lift your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care and say, God, I don't get this moment. My understanding is we just read in Proverbs 3 verses 5 to 6, this doesn't compute, but I know you're up to something. 
Saturday was a Sabbath day in Hebrew culture, and I believe that's very prophetic because while there was resting going on, and maybe there was an unrest in, in their thought process, but while they were told to rest, God was doing something in the background. Yeah. You know, how many of you are doers? How many of you are achievers? Type A personalities, you like to do, 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 do. I like to control. But, but in the Sabbath, you're resting and you're not doing. God's doing. And I want to encourage some of you that have been striving that really, they that wait on the Lord, that's where there's renewed strength, not they that do. So if you're feeling tired, you could trust the miracle. It's already been done. His promises are what? They're yes and amen. In other words, you can guarantee God's going to keep his promise. Here is what took place on Saturday during the darkest and most quiet hour that nobody could see. And I believe that's prophetic. How many of you know faith is, is things that we can't see? Believing in things that we can't see says this in Revelation 1, verses 17 to 18. And this is John. He said, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as if I were dead. But he laid his right hand on me and said, this is Jesus now. Don't be afraid. First thing he addresses is a spirit of fear. I want to address a spirit of fear that some of you are dealing with in your Saturday moment. You're believing God for a breakthrough, but you're freaked out. God, where's the miracle? When are you going to come through? I can assure you he's never early. There's a stretching of your faith that's going on in the waiting moment. Well, what's my job? What do I do while I'm brewing and, and stewing in this moment of insecurity? You trust in the Lord. Declare Proverbs 3 verses. Some of y'all need to write that down and declare that every moment. Father, I trust in you with all my heart. You go, well, but I don't. Well, declare it until you do. Amen. Yeah, Repetition is revelation. Say it every morning. Father, I trust in you. You go, but I don't. Just, Father, I trust in you. You let your ears hear the confession out of your mouth until it rings true. Amen? There's power in that. You go, I don't, well, give me scripture. There's power of life and death in the tongue. There's scripture. We just made it legal. Don't be afraid, he says. I'm the first and the last. I'm the living one. Aren't you grateful he's alive this morning? I died, but look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and the grave. That's what took place in the Saturday moment. I hold the keys. The keys were snatched in that Saturday moment. It's an amazing miracle. These, listen, this isn't just words on a page. This is amazing life that's given. This is a life or death moment, and now we have life. We have access to life. And Paul said this to the Romans in, in Romans 8, verses 34. Who then is the one who condemns? No one, Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Jesus said this in John 14, verses 16 to 17. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Savior, the Holy Spirit of truth who will be a friend just like me. We talked about this last week, about the fact that he's my savior and he's my Lord, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, but he calls me friend. It's overwhelming that Jesus calls me friend in my jacked up imperfection. Jesus calls me friend. 
and he sent his only son. And Jesus is nailed to that tree going, I love Adam. Put your name there. You go, but I'm jacked up. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm beyond repair. Nobody is beyond repair. That's, right. that's the miracle. And this morning, there's a miracle that's accessible to you. We're going to talk about that. Because many of you are here and you've never, you've never confessed Jesus as your Lord and said, you're the authority in my life. We're going to give you an opportunity to do that. Some of you did and you turned away and you're like, well, I'm hosed now. No, you're not. No, you're not. There's a miracle. There's a miracle. I've heard this message a million times. But does it sit? Does it sit? Does it, does it hold weight and authority in your mind? Now we'll ask the Father, and he will give you another Savior, the Holy Spirit of truth. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this, because right before Jesus ascended to heaven, he said, hey, deuces, I'm out for a little while, but I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit until I come back. And we're going to talk about that, because there's amazing power in that. That's our moment right now. We're in, look at your neighbor and say, I'm in a Holy Spirit moment. You go, what is the significance of Holy Spirit? He's your advocate. He's your friend. I want to say that again. He's your advocate. He's your friend. He's the one who directs. He's the one who speaks to you. He's the one who you can ask. I, Holy Spirit, I need, I need to hear you. Yes. You got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We believe in all three of them. Yes. Here. And when Jesus ascended, he said, I'm leaving you with Holy Spirit. Why is that so powerful? Because there's a generation right now that is an experiential generation. And that's a prophetic moment for us because the Holy Spirit is the experiential one that we can, we can literally encounter. I could preach to you for 50 years, but one moment of encountering Holy Spirit will accomplish in five seconds what I can't do in 50 years. And we've got a show me, don't snow me generation that needs an encounter with the Lord. And the only way we can do that is by hand delivering them an encounter with Holy Spirit that forever changes them. By the way, I'm them, just in case you were wondering. What's this generation? We say this generation, we think of younger folks. This generation is anyone who's got a heart that's beating in your chest. It is essential that you not only know God, but that you carry the power of Holy Spirit. There's no greater witness than for somebody that's at Starbucks. I use that as an example almost every service because that's where I'm at. <laughs> or whatever your poison is, Chick-fil-A, whatever. Can I get a witness? <laughs> and you got somebody who has a need and you pray with them and they see their need met and they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. You say, can they experience the power of, of the Lord before they actually receive the Lord? Yes. Jesus walked around and did miracles and demonstrated them, and then they fell in love with them. And that's what we need to do. And it's this kindness that leads us to repentance, which is not a dirty word. It's wonderful. It's what saved me. When we repent, we're going to talk more about that. But this needs to be our tactic of evangelism. He will never leave you. The world won't receive him. Because they can't see or know him, but you know him intimately because he remains with you and will live inside you. The Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us. If you're doing life and it's difficult and you're in your Saturday moment, you need a touch of the Holy Ghost. 
which by the way, totally eradicates fear. It's an impossibility to be in the Holy Spirit and have him and, and confess him and be in that moment where you're connected with him. You're not in fear when you're with him. The two don't go together. It would be like pouring orange juice in milk. It's just disgusting. It doesn't work. <laughs> Hebrews 13, verse 8, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What does that mean? It means that the power of Jesus that you read in Scripture is evident here today. Okay? It didn't change because history went on. In fact, this is like, my mind pastry just like can't compute this. He said this, he said, before he left, you're going to do even greater works than me. Look at your neighbor and say, even greater. You say, why is that key? If you're not expecting that you could do greater miracles than Jesus, you need to start believing it and start demonstrating it because it's written in scripture. His power is evident today because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His power didn't change. He didn't change. His faithfulness didn't change. Can somebody lift up a shout of praise? That's really good. I need the enthusiasm to match the like awesomeness of this, this, this word. Jesus said this regarding his power. He said, I will tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, even greater works. There, we just made it legal. I read it. Because I am going to be with the Father. And he's waiting for the moment when he returns and he doesn't even know the day or the hour. I I heard a minister that was prophesying the day and the hour the other day and I went, Jesus doesn't even know. Don't be stupid, please, please. 88 reasons why he's coming back in 1988. (laughs) Go buy that book, it's a great read. (laughs) Do that in your morning devotional. Liz, where are you at? <laughs> Checking around the house. Did you go in 88? You'll do even greater works. You have the ability to do that. Well, I don't even know this. I don't even know this power. Well, you need to get to know it. By the way, it's use it or lose it. I mean, my goodness, it's accessible. Let's use it. There's a generation that needs this. If you don't feel a conviction for the lost, if you don't feel a conviction for those who don't know Jesus to introduce them to Jesus, you don't have the heart of God, period. You go, that's rough. I thought this was resurrection. I thought this was Easter. You were going to be like nice today. I'm being nice. Look, the Bible says speak the truth in love. I love all y'all. Thanks for coming out. I paid you to say that too. No, I didn't. Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. I want to say this. It's okay if you're, in a, if you're in a position where you have doubts. Everybody is plagued with doubts. There are those that are honest about it and those that aren't, but everyone is plagued with doubts. When you have a moment of doubt, you just start declaring by faith the miracle that you know his promises are yes and amen. When you have doubts, that's normal. Everybody deals with doubts. But how many of you know he's alive? I don't care whether you doubt it or not. You just saw the video of David Wilkerson. That was David Wilkerson's voice, by the way, one of my heroes, one of my spiritual heroes. And I love what he said. I know it, and even if I didn't have the historical evidence, I'd still believe it. 
When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Jesus came and told the disciples, and this is the red letter words of Jesus. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I want to do a commercial here. We're going to be doing baptisms soon, water baptisms. We're going to do some dunking in this room. It's going to get real wild and fun. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even when you're freaked out and you're in your Saturday moment and you're doubting. I'm right there with you, baby. I haven't gone anywhere, even to the end of the age. In other words, it doesn't matter what year it is. My power is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm alive. I'm here. I'm accessible. I I thought of you on the cross. I'm still thinking about you now. Somebody needs to start shouting because that's really good. You go, well, you're just trying to pump me up. Yes, absolutely. I want you to leave stoked and filled with the awe and wonder of a God who's here, who's accessible to each of you. No matter what you've done, no matter how far you've come from, from the Lord, he's still accessible and you can draw near to him. I want to say this to you that God is not mad at you. God is not angry with you. There's a, we do believe in this church in heaven and hell, by the way. Some of you think that, he- that hell is where you go when God's mad at you. Let me tell you what hell is. Hell is where you decide you want to pay for your sins instead of taking up on the opportunity that he's given you where he paid for, it, the, for them already, and it's already taken care of. Can I give you that revelation this morning? You decide, oh, no, I'm going to pay for it myself. Okay. <laughs> you know, your will be done, I guess. Again, the cross, the intersection of the two wills, his will, your will. But when you decide at the center of the cross, there's a crossing point right there. It's like, whose will is going to, when you say, no, you know what? You're my Lord. You're my savior. And I thank you that you paid for my sins. So I don't have to. That's where the miracle takes place. There's some people here that you're just unsure. It's Saturday for you. You don't know. Maybe you don't remember if you've ever prayed the prayer and submitted, by the way, it's, it's pray the prayer, and then there's his lordship that comes on you, and you start to submit to his ways. And as you read scripture, it's, it's, a, it's a journey. It's a journey. It's wonderful. Amen. It's wonderful. Amen. You decrease, he increases in your life, and he shows up in your life, and the supernatural starts to happen. It's, it's beautiful. I want to give each of you an opportunity today that if you have never encountered this miracle, prayed this prayer, of Lord, I just surrender to you and I repent of my sin. And I thank you, Lord, that you can wash me and you not only forgive me of my sins, but you literally forget them. You've got the book, the Lamb's book of life, and then the books of all the sins. And you literally like erase them out of there. It's done when I accept you. So that's the first person. And then there's the second person. You've walked away from the Lord and you've been living in sin. And it's, it's literally like, it's harassing you doesn't have to harass you repent lord i'm sorry and i thank you that you've washed me and you've forgiven me it's amazing what happens if you enjoyed today's message i want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website hopecovenant.cc and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of jesus across the world god bless you and have an awesome week